welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. Welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Amy Cole Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you and that's for you to start winning with life, money, and business. And so today we're talking about that God has the keys to everything you want, especially money. And some people might say, well, no, I don't really want money. I just want money can, what money can do for me. And what if you were to think a little bit differently? Like, what could you do for money? Could you be a better example for money? You know, everything thought of within the law of reciprocity is in order with God and this principle. There's never really a one-way street. And so we can ask ourselves the question, Does money buy happiness? Let's ponder and seek the Lord before we answer. Because have we adopted only what the world has said? Because we know that money is not our master. Surely money can become our best friend. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day that you've made, and we're glad we're joyous to hear in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, as we are seeking your face and not your hand, we know that you told us that your mind is not our mind, but you did make us in the likeness of your image. We know that even in the darkest times, but you intended for us, your highest creation, can we twist it around? Help us understand your will and your way concerning money. Let us no longer be a stranger to the uses that you intended. As we get closer to you, help us to understand how to do more good, not only for others, but even to ourselves and with ourselves. Help us have the right mind, the mind of Christ. Toward what we need to not only navigate but to dominate here in this time. We honor you and we bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you're listening to this. I'd love for you to come in on the queue. You can press star number one as we talk about, I did a a series on money blocks, and even with that, it's not like you're going to get just totally unblocked just because we have one or two, and that's even part of the reason why the Empire Builders Academy has to come into fruition because there'd be no way that the transfer of wealth would come into your hand that will now lead into the hands of your next generation if we don't get a better and higher understanding of money. 
sometimes when we see money, it makes people feel uncomfortable. When we hear people talk about money, it makes them feel uncomfortable. Just like in this days and time that if we talk about sex, it makes people feel uncomfortable. But let's think about it. Is it the money or is it the sex or is it our perception of it? Is it the highest and best use of it? We're all grown on this line, and when we start thinking about money, I need you to go down the list of your life, and I need you to tell me how many things that you have now that you wouldn't if you didn't have any money, or how many things that you'd like to have but you don't have because you don't have money. And I'm not talking about things as in material things. I'm talking about immaterial things, too. I'm talking about how many people are at full peace of mind when they're coming short on money. I am a prayer warrior, and I pray every single day, not only for you, but I pray for others. I pray by myself. I, you know, you just pray without ceasing. So you can actually still be a believer and still confused about money. Therefore, your mindset towards money has everything to do with, just like we talk about the highest and best use of money, we talk about the highest and best use of sex. What is the highest and best use of sex? Procreation. It's the only way that God has helped us to be fruitful for the human race. But because it's misused and abused, and now we would start thinking, oh, it's bad. The same thing with money. How is it that King Solomon, who asked for wisdom, still to this day accumulated more money than anyone still to living? How can that be a bad thing, but it was mentioned and it was clarified of how wealthy he was? I want us to go to our scripture. And now you're like, well, what are we reading on today? And we're in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 21 and 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Are your plans around money? Do you plan to have more than enough money to increase your experiences and your exposures here in the earth? Do you plan to have enough money so that you can invest in yourself at the highest level so that you can actually, it's like your, it's your path to go in this world today. How will you dominate be fruitful and multiply without money. Can we talk this morning? Because the misconception or misuse of it, misunderstanding of money, even those who are super, super smart in many other areas except money. If we're using money to become more significant in the eyes of others, versus making impact for God and God's people, sure, there might be a little funny business concerning thoughts around money. I need to ask you this question. 
had an observation that people who are willing to live beneath their means have a different relationship with money than people who live above their means. Same money, different thought process because of different habits. People who spend on luxuries before they invest in priorities, they tend to not be happy about money. People who do not give money an assignment, even prior to them acquiring it, like the budgeting or like the planning in your business for your money, people who don't do that tend to have a little bit different take about money. So what is that really talking about? Is that talking about the habits or is it talking about the mindset? It's the mindset because your mindset is what forms your habits. It's what makes you decide or have the will to do or not to do, to have the will to understand or not to understand. The, 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 the thing about it is the word tells us, listen, do not exhaust yourself going to chase money. But it says, the word says, use your gifts to equip, equip the saints. Imagine one using their gifts to equip God's people to further their people, and God is not going to want that person to have money to further that mission. But when you have the misuse or misallocation of the money, then, then things, anything is out of order. If things are out of order, then the experience of money just is different. Maybe less than that desirable. What I want to talk about here today, and I don't know, people are probably like, I don't know what to say. They haven't come in the queue. I don't know what to say. Press star one. If you even have a question concerning it, because I know for sure I grew up confused about does money bring you happiness? Because if you hear arguments in the house about money, you definitely are not going to think that money brings happiness. You're going to think money brings discord. So then now you grow up and you're in business, and when you start earning money, sometimes people start creating discord. They start creating drama because perception around money is that it's not right unless it has drama. Or that if there is money, it must be drama. Time now. First was I had to deal with self. It doesn't matter that it was now over 20-something years ago. It doesn't matter about that. It's just the idea that I was there in a place where I'm like, money meant something different. Money is never supposed to be your master. You're supposed to be the master of money, point blank. But you are and you have the right. How can you be joint heirs with Abraham? the father of all nations, and you ain't got no money. 
Now, I just got to know, how can you even be a good father, mother, adult, and you do not have resources or the means to have the highest and best experiences here on earth while you are here, and more importantly, be able to offer higher and better experiences for others. How will that work? It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it hasn't been working, and we've been making it commonplace. That's the reason why we have millions of people who lost jobs and had nothing to bounce back on. We're not talking about this. Is it important? Absolutely. Because we have kids growing up right now coming through a pandemic, and they're in their houses, and they don't understand. But guess what's happening? They're forming their perception and perspective about money based off of their first experiences with money, which is you. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You know, some people are like, oh, well, yeah, I feel bad. I don't want to talk about it. Let me go first. And I shared my story. Robert and I were a blended family, and when we met, Robert had a son. I had two sons, and they were elementary school age, about 10. Well, our older sons, 10, but Robert was 11. Caden wasn't born, obviously. And then we had Juwan that was maybe eight, seven, eight, whatever age. And I can see that as a hairstylist, Robert in construction, and when we didn't understand really the highest and best use of money, when we were not one that we always didn't believe in the means, but we weren't doing the right investments. We always thought, hey, just do real estate investments because that's what it sounded like everybody else was doing, whatever. And so when it started being, well, hey, we got to take trips, but we got to still go to the grocery store. We'd be like, no, we don't have money, whatever. Those children that grew up while we were in those challenges think differently about money than Caden does, who now, by the time before Caden could even talk, we were already now seven-figure earners. And so his perception about money is different than our other three children's perception about money. And we, as parents, we don't own it, but we can take responsibility that we really didn't have those kind of conversations. When you out there just trying to make the money, you're not trying to explain to your kids about the highest and best use of money. Why? Because you don't know it. You didn't have a plan for it. I might have opened up a can of worms for some folks. might feel a little bit good. But just let the worms out so you can get the right information in and start doing things differently. I literally, God has commanded me to do a financial independence movement. You're going to be seeing that this 21 days of life with miracles and money, a, a, a full blown out financial independence movement. I am telling you right now that not just financial literacy, because people might understand literacy, but I'm talking about helping people know enough, have more than enough, so they will not be a burden financially. Do you know that that's one of the biggest divides? 
the divide of race is minute compared to the divide of economic status. And there are people that they bundle up in groups automatically if you come from this type of descent of the human race, you're automatically less than because your fiscals are not in order. The finances are not in order. And they feel like you're a dependent on the economic system. And you might say, what are you talking about? I mean, come on, I'm in the circles. I'm like, I'm not dependent on the economic system. I contribute. But do you think one or two or three percent is good enough? No, no, they don't want to tell you straight up. These your kids, you need to be taking care of them. These your kids, you need to have more than enough money for them. Because many of us never planned. We never planned. We just rolled with it. Because Proverbs 21.5 tells us the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. Were we diligently planning for abundance? Doesn't matter if you didn't, but you can now. Because it says everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. When we keep saying we're doing only what we got to do, you become hasty. You can't operate in wisdom. When you're feeling desperate, you become hasty. When we just hustling, we become hasty. When we don't have a definite a purpose of what we're doing and why we're doing it, we become hasty. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for what God is doing. I'm excited for those who now are going to say, you know what? Living beneath my means does not mean that I need to deprive myself. Living beneath my means means I need to make a diligent plan on how to have more than enough so that even living beneath my means, I can still be happy. Money can't buy your happiness. Experiences where you're less fragile financially. Who would like that? Who would like to not be fragile when it comes to finances? Who would like to eliminate that fragility? Who would like to eliminate that feel of I'm not good enough, I don't feel like I'm smart enough, I am stupid because I'm this age and I don't know enough? Who would love to get rid of that so we can have a healthy mindset towards money? And guess what happens? You start having a healthy mindset towards people. And then you start looking at people, posit, instead of only places to withdraw. And then when you keep depositing, the law of reciprocity will start making more deposits come toward you. When people start looking at people only for what they can get from them versus what they can give to them, things change. Business change. Experiences for all humankind change. 
my closing on today, I can tell you this. Talking to one of our, like, one of my greatest friends over the years, Lucy Jones, yesterday, we were talking about, I was sharing that um, we've been, you know, out of house, we having some work done on the house to create, you know, the environment for what God has told me to do, my whole life's work. And so the thing is, is that so we're out of the house, a lot of dust, a lot of stuff had me feeling even, it was all kind of craziness. But I was talking about we're staying in the hotel, and so we're in the hotel for a few days, and we're home. It was beautiful. Things are getting back in place. I'm so grateful. But as we continue to get to this hotel in Atlanta, it has a huge, huge homeless problem. And I was sharing with Chef Lee, I was turning the corner, and I'm seeing, like, in the daytime, there was a couch and there was a chair right under the bridge as you're kind of doing, like, getting on the access road uh, on 85. And I saw one lady, it was bright daylight, and she's sitting in the chair, almost like a kind of lazy boy chair, and she's sitting in there, and she's sitting up sleeping. And then a gentleman was, like, moving the couch, like he was moving, like he's arranging furniture, like in a living room. And so my, when I saw that, I said, wow. I wonder if. We didn't always only just stop to give someone ten, twenty dollars. Instead, give them two hundred thousand dollars worth of information and uplift them. I wonder how different would their life be. So then, Rushi shared with me on how, hey, look, they were trying to clean up Atlanta. They created, they had like a big old building. They brought them over into more like a suburban area. About a hundred homeless people put them in the building. Whatever. When they looked up, the people left out of the building, took beds out of the building, and went back. To living under the bridges. And someone might say, oh my gosh, that is absolutely ludicrous. How in the world would they not want shelter? Isn't that what they say they want? They want food. They want shelter. How in the world? But guess what? They might not have a roof over their head with that mentality, but there are a lot of people who have roofs over their head, who have businesses, who have opportunities that have that same mentality. They had an opportunity for the level up, but they chose to stay down. If you know anyone like that, you want to share this episode with them, they can go to Apple Podcasts and go listen to it, go to Nicole Smith Jackson, go listen to it, and say, am I one of those people? Someone can point the finger to the person under the bridge, but am I under the bridge in my spirit, in my mind, but it just people just can't see that I'm moving the furniture around and don't desire to level up? Only you can ask that, answer that question. I want you to go today and say, one step at a time, to yourself, declare that you're just going to do better. And better is just different than what you did yesterday in a progressive way. Different than what you did progressive way. Something that's taking you closer to the definiteness of purpose of the money. Y'all want a million dollars? You get it? I don't know. Probably be the worst thing to happen to you. It happened to you for all of us is for us to up level the mindset to get ready for this transfer of wealth. 
Love you. God bless you.